0: Heavenly Father, once again, we're so grateful to be in your midst, Lord. Yeah you know, Heavenly Father, as we open up your word, we ask that you would open up our hearts and our minds, Lord. Guide us with your Holy Spirit that we may understand the truths that you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Here we go. Here we go. Judgment Day. Daniel eight fourteen. And he said unto me, Oh, we're moving unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Today we have witnessed the nomination of a Supreme Court justice to the Supreme Court. And we often wonder, why was there so much fighting going on on who gets to sit on the court. The judges on the court have the power to interpret, to change the laws of the land. The Supreme Court makes the last decision, the final decision on various issues and disagreements that come to the court in its jurisdiction, the United States of America. No wonder There is so much fighting. If you had listened to any part of the questioning, you would have noticed that one of the biggest fights to Judge's Amy Corney confirmation hearing was her views on Roe versus Wade abortion, the right for a woman to murder her baby while still in the womb. We're not working today, are we? Yes. Go ahead. The United States Declaration of Independence says we have certain unalienable rights. The right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Oh, where do we have the right to take another person's life? The baby in the mother's womb is a living, breathing human being. Slide. Jeremiah 1.5, the Bible says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. The Bible says that God knew us not only in the womb, but before we were formed in the womb. Somebody ought to say, Amen. Judges are very important. Are they not? Especially a good judge. Let me try this. Second Corinthians five ten for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body whether good or bad. We need to be thankful that our judge is Jesus Christ. There will be no synagogues going on on the court of Christ. So how will we be judged? James 2.10 and 12. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak, and so do as they who will be judged by the law of liberty. We will be judged by the law of liberty. And what is that law of liberty? We believe the Ten Commandments is a law of liberty. And they are found in Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14 says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment, whether every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Judgment day is coming, friends. It's coming. Where do you stand? Are you ready to be judged for the things done in your life? If you are not ready, don't you think it's time to get ready? Why would you burn in a lake of fire and die when you can live with Jesus forever? Jesus has already paid the price for our sins. Give your heart to Jesus today. Ask him to forgive you. He is faithful. He will forgive. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, by faith, if we believe that Christ has clean, cleansed us up, then be faithful to God, do the works that He has called you to do, then be faithful I'm reading the same thing to God, and do the works which He has called for you to do. Matthew 22:37 through 40. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus summed up the entire Ten Commandments with one word. What is that love? Love. The entire Ten Commandments is summed up in one word. Love. Love. Daniel 7, 9, and 10. And I beheld till thrones were cast down, And the ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued, and came forth from before him. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set. And the books were open. Daniel reveals to us Judgment Day, when the books of our lives are opened before God. Let's turn to Revelation eleven, eighteen, and nineteen. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come in the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets, and the saints. And those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven, and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple. And there were lightnings, noises, thunderings, and an earthquake, and great hell. John reveals that the time of judging the dead... And the time of reward of God's servants, the prophets and the saints, happen when the ark of his covenant is open in heaven and seen in his temple. Notice also that judging the dead and the reward of the saints go hand in hand. They happen at the same time. So let's take a look at the temple. Since... Judgment starts When? When God when we see God moving into the holy place. And this is a author of birth offerings. This is a hopefully this is a review where sacrifice is done. Labor is where you've been washed. Represents baptism, and you have your tabernacle, the holy and most holy place. Table showbread. What is the showbread? Studying of God's Word, being like Christ. Candlestick, let your light so shine. Any altar of incense. It's lifting up your prayers to God. You notice it's in a triangle. So there's no, what's interesting here is there's no starting place. Wherever you start is fine. You just continue in a circle. And that's how we grow. By praying, by sharing with others what we know about God, and then by engaging in His Word. Studying, put it in our minds. And as we move to the most holy place, what do we see? The Ark of the Covenant. The Bible just revealed to us the temple of God was open in heaven and the Ark of His Covenant was seen in His temple. Notice also in the copy of God's temple on earth, when the priest entered the most holy place once a year that contained the Ark of the Covenant, this was the time of cleaning the sanctuary of all sins. Here we have the high priest before the Ark of the Covenant. The act of cleaning the sanctuary was called the Day of Atonement or... Judgment Day. Daniel 8.14 And he said unto me, Unto two thousand three hundred days, Then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. There we have Jesus before the Ark of the Covenant. And where is Jesus at? He's in heaven, right? So, the pattern shows that the priest is cleaning the tent once a year, on the atonement day, but the Bible sh- tells us after 2,300 days or years, Christ will begin cleansing the sanctuary. Unto 2,300 days, then judgment will begin. In Bible prophecy, one day is equal to one year, and we have two texts to define that. Numbers 14:34. After the number of the days in which ye searched the land, even forty days, each day for a year. You notice we don't have one text, but God has given us two texts. Ezekiel 4, 6. And when thou hast accomplished them, lie again on thy right side, and thou shalt bear the iniquity of the house of Judah forty days. I have appointed thee each day for a year. So, If we apply the day-year principle, 2,300 days in in Bible prophecy is equal to 2,300 years. So we know after 2,300 years, the cleansing of the sanctuary or atonement day, judgment will begin. But what is our starting date to find our ending date? Let's continue with Daniel. Daniel 8, 15-17. Then it happened. When I, Daniel had seen the vision and was seeking the meaning, that suddenly there stood before me one having the appearance of a man. And I heard a voice between the banks of the Yulai, who called and said, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. So he came near where I stood. And when he came, I was afraid and fell on my face. But he said to me, Understand, son of man, that the visions refer to the time of the end. At this point, we only know that the vision refers to the time of the end. As we go down to verse 27, Daniel says, And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick for days. Afterward, I rose and went about the king's business. I was astonished by the vision, but no one understood it. By the end of chapter 8, the vision is still not understood. Understanding is given in the next chapter. Daniel nine twenty. And while I was speaking... And praying and confessing my sins and the sins of my people Israel and presenting my my supplication before the Lord, my God, for the holy mountain of my God. Yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the evening. Obligation. And he informed me, and talked with me, and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter, and consider the vision. So, So now, Daniel in chapter 9 is given, is about to be given the understanding at the beginning of the 2300 day property. In verse 23, the angel Gabriel tells Daniel, Consider the manual matter and understand the vision. Let's continue. Verse 24. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the Most High. Know, therefore, and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem, this is the start of the 2300 days, until Messiah the Prince, there be, shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall, even in troublous times. And after 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself, And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood to the end of the war. Desolations are determined. Verse 27. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of of abominations shall be one who makes desolate even until the consummation which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. The command to restore and to build Jerusalem, in verse 25, history tells us when this command was discreet. In the seventh chapter of Ezra, the decree was sent out in the seventh year of King Atarexes, which is 457 B.C., is the starting point for the 70-week prophecy and for the 2300-day prophecy. So if we count forward 2300 years from 457 B.C., we come to the year 1844, Judgment Day. Since the second part of the prophecy gives us understanding to the first part of the prophecy, the 2300 days, we will begin to explain The second part of the vision, first, the prophecy of the 70 weeks. Prophecy began in in 457 B.C., 490 literal years. We come to 34 A.D. Sixty-nine weeks, or 483 years, we come to 27 A.D. And the last week, between 27 and 34, is seven years. And in the midst of the week, what happened? The Bible tells us that the Messiah shall be cut off. What happened in 34 A.D.? stoning of Stephen, right? The gospel goes to the Gentiles to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make a reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Verse 25 again. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build re- Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks, Sixty-nine weeks ends in 27 A.D. when Jesus was baptized. The street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublous times. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off. Messiah shall be cut off. What does that also mean? It means Jesus was crucified. Not for himself, and for the people of the prince to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Then he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the, of the, first of the week, this is verse 27, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. Jesus is crucified in 31 AD in the middle of the week and sacrifice and offering ends. What happened in the earthly sanctuary or temple when Jesus died, Mark 15:37 and 38, the veil of the temple was rent in two. And it's amazing that the very time that Christ died on the cross, that the earthly sanctuary, the curtain, was ripped in two, signifying that we no longer need the earthly temple, because the real temple in heaven, began. So if the real temple in heaven began, we know, why why would we need an earthly temple? We don't. Now we can turn to Daniel 8.14. Daniel 8.14, and he said unto me, Unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. So you notice both prophecies start in 457 B.C., but So from 2,300 years, we all go all the way down to 1844. And we are in the year, what, 2020? If you do a little math, uh, 1844 from 2020 is 176 years ago. We were born in a time of judgment. Can you, can you imagine that? We were born while Christ is literally judging the world. He has been judging the world for 176 years. When he has done judging the dead, he will begin judging the living. Are you ready to be judged? If you are not ready, why aren't you ready? Soon Jesus will exit the most holy place and say Revelation 22:11 and 12. He who is unjust let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. Who is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give everyone according to. His work. If you don't believe that you are living in the last days now, if God hasn't woken up your mind today, when will we be woken up? We have pandemics that we never had that I can remember. We have had shutdowns of our economy, of our worlds, not only the United States, but the entire world is shutting down over pandemics. Louisiana has had, what, four or five hurricanes. When does that ever happen? In the same year. Central America has had two or three hurricanes in the same year, in the same spot. There should be a wake-up call. God is trying to wake up his people and let them know, let us know, that we are truly living in the time of the end. And why are we not ready? It's high time that we get ready To see our maker. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to see God. I want to see the new heaven and new earth. I want to see what the earth looked like before sin met us. right? You know, I really want to see that. What the new earth looks like before sin was here. And look at Christ in his eyes face to face in the sacrifice that he's done for us. There's no excuse. We have no excuse. Because it's not on us. It's on our faith in Christ. It's on believing Christ that He will do what He's called us to do. And that's to die for our sins. So we, all we have to do is accept and do His works. Do what He's asked us to do. It's that easy. Heavenly Father, once again, we're so thankful for Your grace and Your mercy, Lord. We're so grateful that You would send Your Son to die for us, Lord. The Bible says, while we were yet enemy, enemies, Christ died for us. Who dies for an enemy but a loving God? know Father, we're so thankful that you are love. The Bible says that God is love, Lord. And we want to dedicate our hearts to you today, Lord, because we want to have the love in our hearts that you have in your heart, Lord. So we ask that you would move upon us with your Holy Spirit, that we may be ready. And as we begin to love one another, we will begin to act out that love that you have for us. Continue to be with us, Lord, as we go about our daily tasks throughout the week. Continue to help us and guide us in thy word. In Jesus' name, amen.